Welcome back to episode number 21 of the Matt Keeks podcast. I just got off the phone literally seconds ago recording uh, with Macy Kilty of the Tar Heel Wrestling Club. Macy had an absolute monstrous weekend last weekend um, up in uh, Nebraska where they had the, uh, the juniors and U23 national tournament. Um, she entered into both of those tournaments at 62 kilograms and absolutely decimated the field. Uh, she, I believe in juniors, uh, went unscored upon until the finals. Uh, she gave up a, a takedown right at the beginning of the match, but then ended up coasting uh, to an 8-2 win. And then in the U23, which is the, this age group up, uh, she's 19. So she's even a year younger for you, for juniors. Uh, she's got more junior eligibility. She's four years uh, underneath the U23 mark, and she did not give up a single point. So she wrestled up in age group, didn't give up a single point. The total on the weekend was 78 to two over her opponents. Um, absolutely insane. I mean, out of six matches, that's 48 total minutes of wrestling she could have been a part of. She was only a part of 15 minutes and 28 seconds because she destroyed everybody. Um, so it, it was a lot of fun to watch her wrestle. Uh, I'm very excited to see uh, what happens this next coming year with her because I fully expect her to be a part of both the junior and U23 uh, world teams. She's already a world champion at the cadet level and a multiple-time silver medalist at junior and U23 levels. So I, I don't see why there's any reason why we're not talking to a junior and U23 world champion, a double world champion possibly. Um, and then also she is ranked number six in the nation right now at 62 kilograms on the senior level. Um, and she's got a match at that Tar Heel Wrestling Club coming up. Uh, Tar Heel Wrestling Club open coming up on December 4th with uh, number five, Emma Bruntill. Um, it's going to be an awesome match. And I am so excited to see how Macy does on the Olympic scene because uh, I'm telling you right now, she's going to surprise some people and, and she might end up being that Olympic rep at 19. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But this was a great talk. She's awesome. I had a great time talking to her. I'm looking forward to talking to her again. Um, but before we get started, again, make sure you're following us on everywhere on social media. Uh, we have a Mac Geeks Instagram, a Facebook page, a Twitter. Uh, make sure you're following us on Rockfin, 100% free to sign up for a Rockfin account. Um, you can uh, pay the $10 a month for a subscription. Um, then I'll get you access to all of the premium content on Rockfin. But I have everything on Rockfin free. So um, you don't have to pay. You just have to go make an account on Rockfin, follow Mac Geeks. And then, of course, if you like our podcast, make sure you share it with everybody. Um, and make sure you go on Apple Podcasts and give us an honest rate and review. I would love to hear from you. And also on social media, give us a shout out. Tell us if you like the show. Tell us who you want to see on the show. Uh, I'm just having a good time doing this. It's something I do in my spare time. And and I, I just want to bring the ACC coverage to the people. So tell me what you want, and I will bring it to you. Uh, but thank you very much for listening again to this episode number 21 with Macy Kilty. And here you go. I am back in Wisconsin with my family for Thanksgiving. So I um, came back here this week from North Carolina and um, – yeah, pretty much had a regular week in North Carolina, just uh, train a little bit, get some recovery in, it, recovery in and um, yeah, I'm home for a little bit now, so. Very cool. Um, 
So how often do you get to go back north or to Wisconsin? Um, the last time I was back was after senior nationals because it was in Iowa. So I just, my parents drove down. So I just drove back up. So I was home for a little bit then. So uh, like once in a while, once every month, probably about try to get back around once a month. Very cool. Um, yeah, I'm from Georgia and I don't think me and my wife have not actually been back to Georgia since last December. So uh, family kind of oh. hates us right now, but uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll make it back up there soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so obviously uh, you had a huge weekend last weekend, just completely destroyed everybody. Um, I, I don't know if they knew it was coming or not, but 78 to two, pretty wild, um, pretty dominant weekend. Uh, but the first thing I got to ask you before I even get into your, your weekend is, you know, little birdie, uh, possibly named Joe, told me that there was some kind of a cream soda float story uh, that you had to share with us. So you got to tell me what's going on with some kind of cream soda float. Oh. Well, yeah, so Zevia, it's called, has this like cream soda. It's like a healthy version of pop pretty much has like no sugars no carbs so after practices leading into juniors and u23s i'd like at night that was like my treat i'd have a cream soda from zevia and i we were out to eat friday night after my last weigh-in my second weigh-in and uh, we were at like this pasta place and um joe ordered a root beer float and it looked really good and i was like well i'm gonna get like a cream soda float and i got it and it was like it was terrible and it was just like watered down and it was bad but I got it and they're all I like took a sip of it and they all were like looking at me like how is it kind of thing but like didn't say anything and I like looked up and I was like this is terrible and Joe's like I could have told you that and I was like what like everyone else was like agreeing and I was like you guys could have told me that that didn't sound good or that's not normal but yeah so I thought a cream soda float was gonna be good but it wasn't Hey, so don't I mean, order a cream soda full. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I, uh, I would have made the same decision. You know, a couple things you like, put them together. It's got to be good, but uh, it doesn't yeah. always work out that way, actually. Um, but no. it is what it is. So it did not get in the way of your wrestling, though. Because I try it out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, mm. Definitely didn't get in the way of your wrestling. You, like I said, you know, you walked through two tournaments. I mean, I, there's no better way to say it. I mean, you were completely unscored upon in one tournament, only gave up one takedown in the other yep. one, and that was in the finals. Um, and, you know, ended up winning both juniors and U23. Also won the Outstanding Wrestler Award of the tournament. So, you know, looking back on the tournament, obviously it was a good tournament for you, but what are your, your thoughts and your takeaways from the weekend? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my last tournament other than that one was senior nationals or other than my full card, but, uh, I've been working on a lot of stuff in the room. So just like seeing some of that stuff come out that I've been working on was good. And, uh, the adjustments I've been making to actually see them come out during the matches. Cause for me, wrestling in practice and wrestling in a match are two different things like you gotta be able to do both so um just seeing some of that stuff correlate over to a match some scenario is was really good to see and um 
course, there's other things that came out that I need to clean up and work on from this weekend. Like, yeah, the results were great, but a lot of stuff came out that I need to work on. So uh, it was good to see that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, uh, what happened in the finals match when you got taken down? Because, like, I got, I got to ask, because it was 78 to 2 is the final score. So, like, you know, I got to ask about the two mm. you gave up, right? In the finals, you got uh, – you gave up the two right at the beginning yeah, and just steamrolled sure. the rest of the way. So, what happened? I mean, I think it was more of, like, a mental thing. Me and, me and Kylie, we trained at the OTC um, all, like, this past year. So, me and her were really good training partners and – I knew she had that snatch single and um, and I guess I just kind of fell, I fell into it. So um, yeah, I got taken down when I got, when I was on the ground, I was like, all right, like I got the next point. And of course, like my corner was saying, you know, next point, next point. So I was like, all right, I got these next points. And then I was like, uh, score next eight unanswered points. So yeah, yeah I was just kind of, at first I was like, you know, crap, but then yeah, you just score that next point, and it was good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, obviously, great weekend. It, it, I mean, it was a lot of fun to watch from a fan perspective and a lot of excitement, you know, around you and, you know, Tar Heel Wrestling going forward. Um, but, you know, kind of transitioning that into, you know, your next thing is going to be that Tar Heel Wrestling Club card coming up December 4th. It's going to be on Fight TV. And I think – First of all, it's a great opponent for you, right? Emma Bruntel, yeah. is it Bruntel? Is that how you say it? Yep. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, she is currently, if you look at Flo, she's the current rank number five at 62 kilograms. You're currently number six. Um, so obviously really close matchup. Going to be a great match there. Um, and then really the main thing that I'm at least taking away from it is that you guys are the, the main event. Right. So this is, you know, in this new string of cards that are coming out, you're the first ever women's main event. So, um, you know, how excited are you to be competing on the card? And, you know, what are your thoughts about it coming up? Yeah, for sure. Like, it'll be really cool to be where I've been training at these past couple months and where I've been coming down to train, being able to comp actually compete there will be really cool. And, I've been training alongside the guys too. So like to be able to compete alongside them and um, yeah, like that part will be really cool. And then of course, uh, being able to wrestle Emma, I think will be a really good match. And of course I wrestled her last year and hopefully our, I know I've made adjustments and I've gotten better. So hopefully we can get the win this time. Yeah. Um, so how did that match go last time you guys met up? And, you know, what, what did you realize last time that you had to kind of work on for, for the next time you guys wrestled? Mm -hmm. um, so I was up either 4-0 or 6-0, something like that. And um, it was the second period, and I got caught in a uh, – or not caught, I got uh, hit in a low single, and she got four off of it. So that completely changed the match, you know. So I was like – Four four or six four. It might have been four four because yeah, I think it was four four. So she'd be winning with a four, and then um, there was like a minute or so left. I had time to score and stuff, but just didn't pull the trigger. So um, yeah, there's a lot of things I have improved on and stuff. So um, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I know I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be awesome, and 
you know, I think I can't stress enough how, how big of a deal it is that you guys are the main card, right? Um, a lot of these cards mm-hmm. going on are, they're a lot of fun to watch, right? They have these big matchups going on. Um, and then for you guys' card, obviously your matchup's huge, but there's other big matchups on the card too, right? There, there's all kinds of big matchups. Mm-hmm. There's, it's it's yeah. a great card throughout. Um, and you guys, uh, I think Tar Heel Wrestling Club is really kind of, uh, making a statement and making sure that it's known that they're committed to women's wrestling and uh, that you guys' matches is, is the best one on the card. And so they're putting you in the rightful spot. Um, what is the, mm-hmm. what's the feeling knowing that, that Tar Heel Wrestling Club's got your back and that uh, you guys are going to be that main card? Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. Like, like you said, like, I don't know another card that's had a main event as a women's match. So I think that's uh pretty cool trend we're setting in. Um, of course, Tarhi Wrestling is always supporting me. So uh, whether that was the coaches, the guy, part of the program, or even the people surrounding the community have always been really supportive of me. So um, I think going forward, they're definitely making a statement that they support women's wrestling and that uh, hopefully we'll be one of the first division one programs to add women's wrestling. Of course, with COVID going on, it's hard, but um, I think we're on the right track. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I talked to Tony a lot, and I know that Tony is 100% behind it and um, looking forward to that matchup for sure. Um, but I want to take a step back, and, and I want to kind of get into your career a little bit because um, I, I want, you know, people to know who you are and, and be excited for this matchup coming up, not just from, you know, number five, number six, fun matchup perspective, but – um, you know, also you know, being a fan of, of Macy Kilty in general. So, um, you know, let us know, where did you get started in wrestling? How'd you get introduced to wrestling? And, you know, kind of how take us through that process in the beginning. Yeah, so um, when I was like five or six, my little brother, he's one, well, he's not so, much, not so little, but uh, he's a year younger than me. And uh, he started wrestling. I mean, I went to a school, Stratford, that you just grew up going through the program. You end, if you ended up playing basketball, you probably ended up going through the uh, little wrestling program they had going on. So uh, my brother wrestled from like five to high school, I'd say. And uh, when he was five or when I was five, he went to practice and I'd always come and watch. And I'd ask my dad to be like, cause there were some other girls running around as well. So I was like, hey dad like can I go out there and wrestle you know and um he was like no like you know it wasn't very common and of course he's a a a girl dad so like um he's like more so like looking at it as protecting me and stuff like he wasn't gonna just throw his daughter out with a bunch of guys you know so um I can definitely see where he was like no 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 but then finally he said yes and I just stuck with it and um had good a good club here that I grew up going to, Dennis Hall. Um, he had a club here, me and my uh, buddies went to all the time, carpool there. Um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of stuck with it. And then in high school, I kind of was like, you know, this is what I want to do. So that was the only sport I did uh, from then on out. And then um, my sophomore year of high school, I moved up to River Falls to train full-time just freestyle and um, went to school up there, trained up there, ended up going to like Pinnacle with Brandon Paulson and Jared Lawrence and um, just kind of been kind of all over the place, but have really good wrestling connections from it. And um, 
still keep in contact with all them guys and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah, and um, you're you're 19, right? 19, 20, yeah. somewhere. There. Yeah, okay. So that's one of the things I noticed when I was looking back through everything is, uh, you know, you had a lot of success and like thinking about how old you are looking back at the years and like, wow, you've had a lot of success like early, right? And it's not just like, mm-hmm. oh, you're 23 years old, you're, you're winning this and that. Um, mm-hmm. What point did you realize, like, not only do I, I kind of like this wrestling thing, but I'm pretty good at it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my freshman year of high school, I ended up doing like the boys uh, folk style season with my friends. And our, um, like I said, our high school team was, or our town was known for wrestling. So um, our high school team was really good. Uh, we were going back to, um, we went to state that year or whatever, but uh, I was the only girl that made it to state for guys. So that was like a huge thing in Wisconsin. Then I ended up taking second, which was even bigger like it was big for a girl to even make it to state so taking second was like kind of like whoa like everyone was like who's this kind of thing and um that's when I kind of like when going into it I was just like I'm just going to wrestling another tournament with my friends you know um like yeah it was a state tournament and it was like bigger than all these other tournaments we've been going to but it didn't really hit me till after and then I was like you know like um like this, and then it was like that year I could go to Fargo. So being able to wrestle actual girls that were, I never wrestled really girls growing up. I mean, I did, but like, not like nationals like Fargo. So um, that was the first year I could do Fargo. And um, yeah, I think like after that year, I kind of was like, do and like, of course, finding success helps you like, want to do things like that but um yeah but I'd say after my freshman year I was kind of like this is what I want to do and then that's when I chose to move away from home and train strictly freestyle so you were you were a freshman when you got second in state in Wisconsin Mm -hmm. wow so I mean you're a freshman and you're obviously a girl wrestling in like I don't want to say like boys division, right? Because there's only one division, right? But it's a, a division yeah. dominated by mostly guys, right? So, mm. uh, and you make it to the state finals as a freshman. Uh, that's, I mean, that's awesome. And mm. you, you talked about afterwards making that move and kind of transitioning more into freestyle. Um, that had to be kind of a, a fork in the road. I got to feel, um, you know, getting second in the state, realizing like I could win this thing. Um, but then also you have this path for freestyle for, you know, obviously for women's wrestling, um, it's very heavily freestyle. How did you make that decision of moving on and really focusing on freestyle versus, you know, staying and competing, uh, in the high school season? Yeah. So like I talked of course, like it's a lot and they're like, you know, like forward, like women's wrestling is freestyle. Like, yeah, like winning boy state would have been really cool. And, like when I was in high school, each year I'd be like, man, do I go back another year just to try and, you know, get a state title? Like, like yeah, that would have been really cool. But ultimately when it comes down to it, um, freestyle is what women wrestle in. And if I want to win world medals and Olympic medals, like freestyle wrestling is what I have to do. So I just had to look at the bigger picture and um, 
I mean, looking back on it as a freshman, I'm surprised I was like even thinking like that, but I'm glad that I was looking at the bigger picture and my parents were looking at the bigger picture and um, I went right into freestyle wrestling. That's awesome. I mean, it it's the immediate story that pops in my head listening to your story is Kyle Snyder. Uh, I think it's very similar where, you know, he was having success in high school and then he chose to move back to the OTC and pursue you know, world Olympic glory. And that, I mean, it sounds like it's the same, same story. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm really excited to see how mm-hmm. everything turns out for you. Um, another thing I'm interested in, I, I coach in North Carolina and we had the first ever uh, woman state champion mm-hmm. this year in, you know, the regular division because uh, we don't have a girls division. Mm-hmm. How is it, you know, when you were that freshman and you're competing against guys, how is it competing against guys uh, as a girl in the, you know, male dominated division and what adjustments, you know, do you have to make to be successful? Like, uh, from like a girl, like wrestling girls and wrestling guys. Are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. You- um, so I mean, I'm mindset. Hold up. I think I'm losing you. a little bit different. Can you hear me? Um, like I knew I was how I ranked. Oh, I I think I got you back. All right, you're good. All right. So, um, I think the biggest thing is what, at least for me, freshman year is like, I knew how I ranked up against the guys in Wisconsin, but I didn't know how I ranked up against everyone nationwide, especially in women. Like I didn't know until I went to Fargo. So, um, I think, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess it depends on your state. Like, I'm not sure how deep North Carolina is for men's wrestling. I'm not for sure. But um, at least for Wisconsin, I knew I was I was good. I just didn't know how good I was against a woman. I mean, of course, it yeah. gave me a confident boost. I mean, if I can hang with the guys, I can hang with the girls. But, um, yeah. I was wondering, like, it's – the the girl that, that wrestles in North Carolina that won, like, I feel like she adapted her style for folk style really well um, to kind of, oh. like, really zone in on the things she's good at. Like, she's a very good leg rider, mm-hmm. and so she really kind of focused on that, and that's where she was able to really just beat up on these guys. Um, I mean, she won a state mm-hmm. title, and it wasn't even really ever in question that she was going to. Like, what did you do? I know freestyle and folk style are different animals, right? So mm-hmm. when you're thinking back about your folk style – um, did you do anything like specifically to adapt to, to kind of help you wrestle the guys a little bit better? And like, what would you tell if mm-hmm. there's a girl coming up wrestling folk style and, and just the regular high school division, what would you tell them to, to kind of focus on in order to have that success? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now that you say that, yeah, my wrestling styles were a little bit different, but um, I feel like what's always, uh, I've always had a good sweep single. So that helped me out a lot so a good attack on your feet definitely is going to help you in both styles um trying to think yeah like on top I always did this move it was like a we call it a three-quarter and you can like uh get a cradle and then walk the leg around their um, head that I don't know why that worked for me so well but I got a lot of guys in that I don't think it would work today as well as it did for me back then but um that worked for me and yeah, I mean, I wasn't a leg rider or anything. I just rode tough on top and um, on bottom. I was just constantly moving. Like, I didn't want to be stuck down there. So, 
um yeah i mean now that you say that yeah freestyle folks are very very different yeah for sure um, in that aspect of it yeah and you know obviously you know you said that um maybe dad was kind of a little hesitant to to let you in but once you got there and actually uh you know got into the wrestling and full swing of everything. I know I've talked to Joe and he said that, you know, you have some of the most supportive parents out there that are driving everywhere and really helping you do the best that you can to succeed. Um, you know, outside of, of parents, did you ever hit any, um, any doubters or anything growing up? Like I know I've seen the, the Helen Marula's flow film, right. And there's been several people along the way that kind of told her, uh, you know, that she couldn't do this or, or this or that. Um, did you ever hit anything like that going up and, and kind of how did you battle through that? Um, I mean, for the most part, I mean, my parents have always been very supportive. I mean, of course, we're going to agree to disagree, but we've always, they've always supported me. Um, I'd have to say I've been pretty uh, grateful and uh, yes for I've always had a great support system, whether that was my coaches, my family, uh, my brothers. I mean, I've always had someone to lean on and talk to. So um, I can't say I've been in that situation. That's, that's awesome. Um, that, mm -hmm. I mean, it just really shows how much the sport's evolving um, mm -hmm. today and, and it's heading in a great direction, obviously. And, and you're right mm -hmm. on the forefront of that for sure. Um, what went into, so I know, you know, you had success in high school season, you know, runner up as a freshman in high school, and then you chose to, to move and really focus on that freestyle career. Uh, take us through those next steps, because I know that uh, you ended up at the Olympic Training Center in the, um, the elite, elite accelerator program, right? So mm -hmm. um, how did you get from that high school program in Wisconsin to the Olympic Training Center and kind of what went into that process? Um, so actually like my freshman year of high school, I asked to come out to the training center and, um, I don't know if you remember about that gymnastic, some stuff went down with the gymnastics and, um, yeah. so that kind of got postponed. Like that wasn't an option anymore. So it was kind of like, all right, like I'm just going to do high school season, did the high school season, freshman year, uh, sophomore year, did, um, switch to online school so I could focus a little more on freestyle and traveling and stuff. And then, um. In between my sophomore and junior year, I moved up to River Falls, started training up there with some girls. Um, uh, There's a coach up there, uh, went to Pinnacle, stuff like that. And then uh, going halfway through my senior year in March, I was like, uh, I, like, I was like, I don't know if this is gonna, I think I need more. So uh, moved to the OTC in April. And then I was there ever since COVID hit in March and then they sent us home. So um, I wasn't like thinking about going there, it just kind of happened. And um, I'm grateful it happened because I feel like I made a ton of strides there. So um, yeah. How is it wrestling in that room? I mean, I've never personally been up there, but I've you know, seen videos and, and pictures and everything. Like it, it's just incredible. The the level of athletes that are there, right? You know, you'll see pictures mm -hmm. or videos of people training in that room. And, you know, it, it's a picture of, you know, like Kyle Snyder or somebody, but then in the background, you'll see, you know, Helen Marulis and Jaden Cox and, uh, you know, this person, it's just incredible. Like all of the best wrestlers in our sport on, and both men and women 
are, are there at least at some point. So mm -hmm. uh, how is it training in that room? And, and, you know, how did you kind of evolve to, to training in that room? Yeah. So I strived in that room so much just because you're living and breathing that environment all the time. So I literally was like in that training mindset, like 24 seven. So I literally would come to the room, practice. Um, there's constantly people coming in and out. Like some days Kyle Snyder would show up or I mean, Jaden Cox was always there. So like random people, not random people to the wrestling community, but random people are showing up. Um, you never knew who you're going to be able to learn from that day. So um, that was really good. Um, yeah, like the nutrition, like everything's your professional athlete there. So, um, yeah, that was good. But when I first moved there and or actually I before I moved there, I went there for a week and um, I ended up wrestling Tamara. And um, of course, Tamara is really good. And um, we were doing this drill or this. It was live, but um, it was like you had to score five points or you had to score five takedowns in a row. And then you went down the ladder and each person was supposed to do it. But once she got down to the ladder, she was, a, it was five, four, three, two, one. When she was at one, I didn't even have one takedown yet. So um, to say the least, like that was super frustrating, but like that just shows like how there is people in the room that were able to beat the crap out of me. And then there's people in the room that I could do the same too. But just that there's like, there's both. I had people that could beat me up and then, also vice versa so that was really nice and um yeah. yeah the environment there is just crazy like if you couldn't figure it out there yeah it was just good I really liked it there well it sounds a lot like you know a lot of the people I've talked to recently like I know for sure uh Hayden Hiley just said it uh, like last week when I talked to him um when he got into a room in college and it's the same thing for you up at the OTC like he said it took like a month for him to even get a takedown or, or something like that. So, I mean, that's got to be, you know, really yeah, hard. Yeah, that's in the how beginning. it was with Tamara. I was like. Yeah, so like really hard in the beginning. Yeah, and then it definitely, I was like, I was only visiting. I was only even visiting too. So I was like, I don't know about this. Like, I don't know if I want to come to practice every day and get beat up. But I was like, as the week went, I was like, you know, like I need this. Like, this is what I need, you know, so. Yeah, it sucks, but it's what you need to grow. It's 100% the best environment to be in. Like, I, you know, I wrestled growing up. I didn't get any kind of level you guys are at, but I know that, you know, I went to a, a, a camp over the summer and I was 150 pounds as like a seventh grader. And so I'm wrestling with seniors in high school, just getting beat down for a week and couldn't do anything. But at the end of the day, you know, ended up taking out a sprawl. So I could sprawl after this, this camp. Um, and, you know, if you learn one thing, I guess it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering, you know, all those, that level of competition in that room is incredible. Um, and these, these might be the same person, might be the same person, but is there like, who's the person in the room that just beat on you mercilessly? And then is there somebody that kind of like took you under, yeah, under their wing a little bit? Uh -huh. So like, like I said, when I first got there, like Tamara was the one, she was gonna beat me up, like kind of thing. And, but as it went on, like, I was like, I'd figure stuff out. Like I wasn't getting beat up. Like I wasn't gonna let that happen anymore, but I was able to hang a little bit more, whether if it was just 
focusing on something like staying, staying in my stance, staying in position, like hand fighting with her, like doing something to slow her down, you know? So Tamara was definitely that person. And of course there's other people. I mean, Adeline, of course they have weight on me, but they're still challenging me a lot. So like Adeline, and then someone who really took me under their wing is Sarah Hildebrandt. She really, we still talk almost every week. We stay in contact really well. So um, she really took me under under her wing and um, kind of showed me the rope, showed me what works for her. And um, yeah, we have a really good relationship. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Um, and, you know, you've been all over the place you've had so much success i mean just some of the things that, that i was finding going back through right um since you've made that transition over to 100 freestyle um you have a cadet world bronze in 2016 uh you were the cadet world champion in 2018 and then on the junior level won a couple of silver medals back-to-back -back years and then u23 silver last year so i mean uh, top three in the world for what the past three or four years in you know multiple different age divisions and, and all that kind of stuff um where's the coolest place that wrestling has taken you uh, japan yeah japan i've been there to train i haven't been there to compete but um to train it's really really cool their culture is second yeah. to none i've never been like that and um their cart their culture their like lifestyle translates right into their wrestling which is pretty cool to see here um, so what's different yeah, about it in japan what's different about it because I, I know like when you're watching the men's sport it's like usa and russia right when you're watching women's mm -hmm. usa and japan japan's like the top right so what is different mm -hmm. about japan when you're over there training with them that you can see like all right i understand yeah. why, why these these wrestlers are at the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd say definitely part of it is like off the mat, um, on the mat, and then like they just stay in their stance. Like they're going to wait for you to do something. They're going to wait for you to make a mistake. So they're very smart like that. And, um, they for I, I feel like most Japanese wrestlers I've wrestled they want distance and which make and which doesn't really work well for Americans because Americans want to they want to attack they want to score so that works just as well for the Japanese as they want you to do that they want you to overreact over attack so um, they're just very smart that way and like I said they're very disciplined I think that's the biggest thing. So what do you have to, how do you have to adjust wrestling Japanese wrestlers? I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, that sounds like it plays right into their game because they're waiting, you know, sitting back waiting for you to, to come at them. Um, and obviously we are, like you said, very, very attack focused. So what do you have to do to adjust at that world level to beat some, uh, some of the girls like that? Mm -hmm. um, I think we have to do the same thing. We have to be very disciplined. We have to stay in our stance. Um, I think if you're able to control them, I think that's a big thing. So for me, it might be like getting to my two-on-one. If I can control someone with a two-on-one, they're not going to be able to get distance. So um, I think that's something that um, I've realized. And I think that's something that could slow them down. And um, 
I can get to my attacks with that. So um, I'd say that is what I would do for me. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, we should obviously take your, your advice because you have <laughs> the resume, you have the success. I mean, it's incredible. Um, tell us a little bit like, I mean, all of those world medals. I mean, you've gotten silver three times. You've won a world championship. You've uh, gotten bronze. Obviously, I think I know which one you're going to say, right? But what's your, your kind of coolest moment and your biggest achievement in, in wrestling so far? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd have to say it's my cadet uh, world medal in 2018. There's just a lot that went into that uh, tournament, uh, the preparation. I mean, I re like going into my preparation just felt like on point. I felt good. And uh, of course, it was my third year as a cadet. So I was like, this is my last year, like, got to make it count kind of thing. So um, that was my mindset going into it. But it was also cool that John Smith was the volunteer um, coach. They always have someone that takes along. So uh, he was the coach that year for the women's team. And I thought that was pretty cool to be around him leading into the tournament, after the tournament, um, after my match, like, going up and hugging him. That, I mean, that was just really cool. I mean, it's John Smith. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's got to be incredible to have John Smith sitting in your corner. You got to think, like, if just a little bit of this guy rubs off on me, he's got six world championships. Like, yeah. sit in my corner during my world final, I'll get one. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. I mean, how does it feel to stand on the mat after winning a world championship? I mean, it doesn't really hit you till like, after, I feel like. But, um just to like know that like at that point everything at that point that was the best thing I could accomplish so being able to accomplish that was really cool and having like the people that have helped me get there like on the mat or in the stands were there or some of them so um it was cool just to be able to share that moment with them Okay, so a couple things out of what you just said right there. First of all, you said like it was the best you could accomplish, almost like it wasn't like you you won a world title. You're the, you're the best in the world, right? Like mm -hmm. there is nothing else better than that. So <laughs> I mean that's incredible in itself. Um, but also I think the thing that I'm kind of taking out of it is that you know uh, maybe like happy, not satisfied, right? So you're happy with that result, but. Um, you know, there's bigger things in your future. So mm. what is it that, that you're looking forward to in the future? Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, like right now I'm still like junior eligible and U23 eligible, like clearly like from this last weekend. But um, so I still have eligibility at juniors next year and uh, U23s for a couple more years. So, um, but I think I think I can compete with anyone in the world. That's the biggest thing for me. I know I can compete with anyone in the world. So uh, I don't think senior senior uh, senior making the senior team is like uh, something that I should be questioning myself about. I think I have the tools to make the team. I have the tools to do well and compete well at the senior level. So um, yeah, I mean the ultimate picture. And what really matters is those senior, senior worlds, senior um, competing well at the senior level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I assume that, you know, uh, Olympic trials is definitely something you're going to be competing at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, it, looking at, at the, the list, I mean, obviously rankings are just 
whatever some dude thinks, right? Uh, I mean, Flow <laughs> Wrestling watches a lot of wrestling, so they have a, a really good idea of, of their rankings. And, um, you know, you're in the top six uh, of the nation at 62 kilograms, mm-hmm. and you've even, you know, beaten some of those girls that are up there with you. So um, what is your kind of view going into Olympic trials? I mean, obviously, if, it, if there's any kind of judge from what happened last weekend, I, I would think that juniors and U23s, um, that, that you're going to be the favorite in. Um, but, you know, what's your, your mindset heading into Olympic trials wrestling? Um, I think, is it Caleb Miracle, I think, uh, ranked number one? Um, Caleb Miracle's number one. Yeah, and all those wrestlers. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, like, talking to, like, people that have wrestled, uh, like, Olympic trials in the past and big tournaments like this, it's they always tell me, like, it's whoever shows up that day. It's not – Anybody can win that day. It's whoever, whoever's the best that day, whoever shows up that day um, is going to be the one who com- competes at the Olympics at 62 kilos. So for me, it's uh, I'm going to do everything I can, can and can control. That's the stuff I'm doing on the mat, my recovery, my sleep, my nutrition. Like That's all stuff I can control. So uh, doing everything I can control up to the point and then letting the results take care of themselves on that, on those two days that we compete. And um, I mean, the biggest thing is going to be trusting my training. Like I said, like I have the tools to compete at a very high level and compete with anyone in the world. So, um, yeah. Well, I have no doubt that you're going to go out there and compete with the best in the world and, um, and win a couple of world championships this year. Um, so one thing that I, I got to ask about too, though, is, you know, obviously you got the Go Hill shirt on, um, you're down here at the Tar Heel Wrestling mm-hmm. Club uh, training with, with Coleman and Kenny and Tony and all those guys. Um, this is, I mean, it, it's a big deal, right? It's an Olympic year. It only comes around every four years. And you choosing to, to train at the Tar Heel Wrestling Club is, is saying that you have a lot of trust in those guys and um, believe that you can get what you need to get done done there, right? So mm-hmm. what went into making that decision to move over to North Carolina and train in Chapel Hill? Mm-hmm. So, um, I've been there since September consistently, like that's where I've been training and, um, me and Coleman have a really good relationship, me and his family, uh, Jess and the kids. So, um, Coleman's always in my corner. I mean, the last, ever since I met him two years ago, like he always said, like, I'm always going to be in your corner. So like, whether the foul is physically or over the phone, uh, like when I was at the OTC, he's always like, know like I'll be there for you like whatever you need you know so I always knew coming down to North Carolina was always an option for me to come train so uh me deciding that uh, as of right now like that's where I'm going to be and um uh like I've even had open conversations with Coleman like hey like I think I should go here and train like he doesn't look at it like selfishly like of course they want me there training but if there's something I need elsewhere like He's like, yeah, like, let's do it. Like, that's what you need. Like, I'm like, like I said, like, he's going to be in my corner. So just knowing that he's always going to be in my corner, no matter what my decision is, whether if I'm physically there or not, I mean, a lot because uh, some things I need outside of uh, that Tar Heel Wrestling Club room. So um, like partners, like right now, uh, I got to go elsewhere to get that. So uh, he understands that and they understand that. And there's a lot of things there though that I can't get elsewhere so um just realizing those things and knowing that my support system will support me no matter what so 
uh, that means a lot. No, that's, I mean, that's incredible. That's awesome because I, mm-hmm. I've been on both sides of coaches that, you know, want you to, to push you and support you with everything that you do. And then I've also been with those coaches that are like, nope, you have to do everything here. We're the best. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, that's gotta be, you know, incredible to have that support system and, and have Coleman in your corner, knowing that no matter what you think is the best, he's got your back. Um, what is that whole training environment like at Chapel Hill or in Chapel Hill? You know, who do you train with on a regular daily basis? And, and you know, how is it learning from that plethora of, of coaches that they have over there? I mean, they have, it's got to be one of the best coaching staffs in the country as far as accolades. Mm-hmm. So how is it learning from those guys and, and who do you train with the most? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, I'll sometimes come in. Uh, Tony will work with me in the mornings after I lift and run. Um, he'll sometimes be in with the guys doing some techniques. So I'll like jump in with that or sometimes I like, it'll only be like 30 minutes, but it's good 30 minutes of just uh, uh, drilling, like um, working on some tactical stuff, some skill stuff. So Tony will help me out with that. And then um, in the afternoon, I'll either do Kenny's workout, uh, like the RTC workout. There'll be some RTC guys in there that I'll uh, wrestle with or uh, I'll wrestle with some of the guys before they build, sometimes double up on practices. Um, but otherwise, I'll wrestle with uh, Gary Wayne a lot or um, Coleman will jump in with me once in a while. Um, Jamil will show me techniques, so I kind of got whatever I need. Um, just got to be open about it. Like, what do you need? They'll be like, what do you need? And we'll set up that for the week. And yeah. That's, that's just awesome. I mean, not only if you just think about college level, right? Tony Ramos, national champ, Coleman Scott, national champ. Uh, Jordan Oliver, national champ, like all of these guys are, are incredible on the college level, but you also have every single Olympic medal in there, right? You have uh, an Olympic champ, mm-hmm. second, yeah. bronze. I mean, it, it's just incredible the the level of coaching and, and who you're getting to learn from. Um, and so how is that, how is that culture down there? I mean, I've heard that you're kind of been adapted in as part of the family. I think you even uh, maybe stay with, with <laughs> Coleman a little bit and, and all that. So how is, mm-hmm. how is that whole situation? Yeah. So of course, like the guys programs really stepped it up these past couple of years with Coleman taking over and Tony coming in and um, them just building a really good uh, coaching, coaching staff. Um, so uh, you can see like that's correlating over to the guys, like uh, they're getting even better recruits each year. I mean, each year they've gotten good recruits, but each year we're getting really, really good recruits. Um, the guys work hard, so I mean, um, that's good to like just be around that. Um, the culture, yeah, I mean, just being able to like train around them and um, I mean, I can't complain. Like, like you said, like the coaching staff is second to none. Uh, the guys want to be there. They want to be training hard. So. Um, yeah, it's just a very good environment to be around. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, you stay with, with Coleman and his wife and everybody when you come down here, right? Yeah, so I have, like, uh, the whole upstairs to myself. I've got my own room, bathroom, stuff like that. So um, it's really nice to, like, 
have that like family aspect. I've always been around that and uh, I don't, I don't care to like go out and I don't need to be like going out and like doing stuff all the time. So it's really nice to have the kids running around and uh, keeping me busy a little bit and hang out with them. I don't mind doing that. I love being around the Scott family. That's awesome. Yeah. It's gotta be cool to have that family aspect. I know, I know he's a big family guy because I've only had him on the show once. And when I did, he was driving around in his car with all the kids in the back. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of cool, but anything you can tell us about coach Scott? I mean, does, is he like a giant real housewives fan or like collect Pez dispensers? Like is there anything weird going on? <laughs> uh, Really cool. inside into the Coleman Scott. He's always on the go, like always. Yeah, the littlest one, Cash, is always making messes. So he's usually cleaning up messes. Um, <laughs> nothing too out of the ordinary. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, but another thing that that I've kind of uh, talked to Joe a, a lot over there is uh, social media. So he says, you know. You're, you're very, very good on the social media front and a lot of times help him out with everything over there. Um, so, you know, what, like, what role do you think social media plays um, right now in your life, you know, as you're, you're going through, um, you know, both, you know, trying to like support your career and, and women's wrestling and everything. Uh, how do you use social media to aid your career, I guess? Well, first of all, Joe's the one who usually helps me. I do, I do not help Joe that much. So he said the other that, way. let's just make that clear. No, it's not. <laughs> but um, so I kind of have mixed feelings about it. So, I mean, ideally, I honestly would not want social media. Like, I'd be cool if I was just like doing my own thing, didn't have to post about it. Like, but that's what people want to see these days. That's how you're going to grow your brand. So it's hard to... Uh, I've really limited my social media. Like I log out of my stuff. So I'm not constantly like clicking on my, like it's so easy just like go on your phone and click on Instagram and then just like you're on there for 20 minutes and you didn't even know it. So um, I've tried to like get off it as much as I can. So like I'll go on. I do think it's a big thing to grow your brand. Like that's for sure something that uh, I don't think it's going away. So I, for me personally, I can't just like cut it out. Like that's what I'm going to need to grow my brand to get sponsorships and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's a big thing nowadays. I mean, uh, I think someone that does a really good job with, with it is Roman Bravo Young. I don't know if you've seen his content, yeah. but, uh, he does a really good job and I'll keep in contact with him and we'll go back and forth. We'll be like, Hey, that was a good post. Uh, like just stuff like that will joke around and stuff, but um, yeah, it, I don't time soon. So just it's definitely something that I will get doing when yeah. I do do it. Yeah, um, yeah, he does a really good job over there. And uh, I mean, heck, you guys are around the same weight, so maybe super match in the future. Uh, but yeah, I mean, trying to connect uh, a couple of things we just talked about. Um, social media, you know, kind of building the brand and awareness. And then also back to, to UNC, you know, kind of a recent thing that we saw was um, UNC putting out, uh, I don't remember exactly how it was. It was like a, 
uh, basically a public statement about women's wrestling and about really wanting to to grow women's wrestling and, and welcoming in any women's wrestlers that want to come over to the Tar Heel Wrestling Club. Um, what can you tell us uh, about UNC's commitment to women's wrestling and, and you know, how would that aid uh, any women's wrestlers that want to make that transition to Chapel Hill? Yeah, I mean, uh, like we talked about, I mean, I, they're very open to uh, women's wrestling. Like, they're going to welcome you and just, like, you're a guy wanting to join RTC. So, um, yeah, I think they're very open and supportive, just wrestling in general, and that includes women's wrestling. So, um, yeah, I know they want to get some girls on the roster, though, so uh, that'd be really cool if we could get some girls on the roster and they could be pretty much part of the team. Yeah. Um, and what would you tell, you know, someone, uh, you know, women's or men's wrestler out there, maybe they're looking for an RTC to move to, uh, why would they pick Tar Heel Wrestling Club? I mean, you have so many people that are willing to help you. Um, if Kenny Monday's style isn't your style, you got Coleman Scott, you got Tony Ramos, Jordan Oliver, Jamil Kelly, you know, you got all those guys uh, you can choose from that can help you get better. Tony Ramos, like anyone, I mean, of course not one person's gonna, like I, like for me, I, I'm able to pick from each one of them, different things I can take from them and implement into my wrestling style. So I'm not just a, full Coleman Scott, like I'm not trying to implement his whole style into my wrestling, but there's a lot of things in his wrestling style that I can uh, put in my wrestling style. So um, get from wrestling here. I mean, I we've got RTC guys coming in, uh, not even just people in Chapel Hill, there's people from uh, NC State that come over and practice at the RTC. So um, just stuff like that. You got people coming in and out all the time. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then I want to kind of transition a little bit back to your career. And, and I got a couple more for you. And I promise I'll let you go and leave you alone. Um, but no, you're good. what's a, you know, what is the, the long-term plan for you? You know, are you you know, how long do you expect to be wrestling? What do you expect to do after wrestling, after your competition career is over? Um, you know, what is, what are you kind of thinking life's going to look like? Um, got like three more cycles in me, or, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but, uh, hopefully three more cycles in me, something like that. And then, um, possibly MMA, I'm not really sure. We'll see. I, I think wrestling correlates so much into MMA that if I'm still healthy and stuff like that, uh, I think that'd be a good transition for a couple of years, but we'll see. And then um, probably start settling down. Hopefully D1 coaching for women's is available at that time. I mean, that gives you a good 10 years for college programs to start getting something in the works. And then, um, yeah, I think that's my plan is coaching yeah i mean i am here for the mma if that's if that's where you're going i mean you see how dominant you are in wrestling right now uh i would definitely be a huge fan and buy whatever cards you're affiliated with that um but you know one thing you said was you know kind of getting into to coaching and uh hopefully d1 is up and running by then um is that ever something that you consider doing with wrestling in college? And 
Um, is that something, I mean, you're still of the age where you could consider that uh, if, you know, let's say UNC and Iowa and Penn State and all these schools started getting D1 programs, is that something that you would consider now? Um, so, yeah, it was definitely an option for me. And I mean, it still is an option, but um, I the support system that I've like developed at UNC, um, I got what I need. Um, yeah, I'm not around like, of course, like girls colleges, you're part of a team, you're part of a girl, well, you're of a girls team. You're around people that are doing the same thing as you, but um, I think what I got at UNC is uh, what I want and what I need right now. Um, you're only you're only in the sport for so long. You're only in the sport. Um, you're only in it for so long that people are gonna devote time towards you. They're gonna devote time to help you accomplish your goals. So right now, I think that's the part of life I'm in right now is people are gonna help me, and then hopefully in ten years I'll be in their role and I'll be helping younger people uh, their goals. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been coaching wrestling for five or six years now. Um, and I'll say like absolutely one of the most, one of the best things in life is being able to give back. And I, I think I like coaching more than I, I liked competing. I don't know. It's just, I, I get way more heated and into it, you know, screaming and yelling and jumping around mm -hmm. than I ever did. competing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I got a couple <laughs> more for you. Um, so I, I, throughout your career, what's your biggest win? And what's maybe you one you want back? Hmm. Uh, biggest win. It doesn't necessarily have to be like the highest accolade, but like maybe you know beating somebody you look up to or, or whatever. What's the the win you value the most? Uh, well, I'd say like my biggest thing. I'd say my coolest win was at um, like even though. Like I said, looking at the bigger picture, like it doesn't really matter. But um, my freshman year in the semis, me and uh, this kid named Zach England, he had uh, no arms and no legs. So it was like a huge match. It was a girl versus no, a kid with no arms and no legs. Like, who are you going to choose to win? Like, they're both really cool stories. Yeah. So um, that was probably the coolest match I've been a part of. And like, uh, yeah, I won. But like, I still think that would be, I'd have to put that at my coolest match I've ever wrestled um and of course it was at the Cole Center which was really cool like all everyone was into the match like it was just a really cool atmosphere and um yeah so that was probably my biggest match I've been a part of um a match that I want back man um I mean in 2017 I that was the one year I didn't make the world team but I don't know if I'd want the loss back to be honest I think it drove me to who I am today and uh has helped me get to me get to where I am today so um I don't know how that would have looked if I actually would have made the team or not like I feel like that was a big driving force to help me get to uh, the things I've accomplished so far so I'll yeah. say that maybe I wanted that one back but makes sense no, I mean, sense. it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, heck, you, you won a world title in 2018. So maybe we'll just leave that yeah. on how it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> it worked out. Um, mm -hmm. You know, along those same kind of lines, what are, you know, looking at, and it could be on the senior level or uh, junior U23, whatever. 
is there anyone that you're kind of looking forward to wrestling? Uh, maybe someone you're like, man, I like, not like WWE style, like, oh, I want to beat you up, whatever. But mm-hmm. like, you know, I'd really love to see how I match up against this person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I feel like anyone in my weight class. I mean, I haven't been able to wrestle Kayla, Miracle, or Mallory Belty in a match. And those are the top two girls at my weight. So I look forward to my matches with them. And then, um, of course, I've taken losses to Maya in the past. And um, so I look forward to wrestling them again. Uh, hopefully, well, I'm on sometime soon. But um, yeah, I look forward to all those people in my weight that are ranked above me. I mean, I feel like those are always going to be matches I look forward to. Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, what can you say you know, to the fans that are, they're going to watch this upcoming Tarho wrestling club card. Um, you know, maybe a lot of fans that are, that are fans of men's wrestling and kind of starting to begin this transition over to, to being fans of women's wrestling. Um, why can they be excited about uh, your matchup with Emma? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think this is something that isn't gonna, uh, I think this is like the new thing. I mean, you're seeing these cards pop up everywhere and, Hopefully each card at least has at least one women's matchup on it. And I think they should. I mean, if you have guys' matches going on, I think you should try and get women's matches on there. It's only going to grow a sport. And women's wrestling ultimately only helps men's wrestling. So um, I think, like I said, this is going to be something that we're going to see more often. So uh, I think Tarhi wrestling uh, is part of the trend and is ahead of the trend, especially with that main event being a women's match. So hopefully we can get a couple more of those, uh, hopefully this year or sometime soon. So, um, yeah, look forward to wrestling a couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm excited to see it. It's going to be a really fun matchup with Emma, um, you know, number six versus number five ranked nationally right now. And, and possibly, uh, two of the, two of the competitors that we could see in the Olympic trials finals or, you know, represent the team for the Olympics. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. I, I thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. I had a great time and I'm looking forward to, to the match coming up. So uh, I will, uh, hopefully I'll talk to you again soon and bring you back on the show and we'll talk about your big win, you know, be a tech fall of the finals. Or <laughs> yeah, the finals for sure. The match. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you.